We did it in under an hour! Hello and welcome along to episode 13 of season 3 of the Three Amigos FBL podcast. I'm your host Don and I'm joined as always by my amigo Mars and my amiga Kylie. You can find us on our group account at Three Amigos FBL as well as individually at Kylie FBL, Mars05 and myself at the Marble Curse. As is our tradition we begin our podcast with a brief review of the previous game week with the best score in poem or song format. So that this week again is moi. So, um, I, unfortunately, as I was mentioning to the guys right before I record, I forgot to do um, a poem this week. Um, I'm, and I'm very sorry, listeners, for my unprofessionality. Soy Your unprofessionality. Yes. Soy, I'm making it up as I go along, Kylie. Soy, right. uh, Lunny, Trent, Mane, Abe, and Jimmy. So, a very successful uh, a very successful game week for myself. 85 points. So, um, Kylie, I'd imagine you're second since Mars has been stinking up the joint. So, um, give me your game week 11 summary, please. No problem. It wasn't the worst 69 with a hit. Thank God I cried. Captain Kun did his bit. <laughs> you got Mane 69. and Trent and Vardy <laughs> I played. But let's be real. It's Lundstrom who slayed. And then there's the cheapies, Rico Sayonchu. The pain, the sadness. Oh, why did I bench you? That was beautiful. Yeah. But um, that could have been an awful lot worse when um, when you got a score of 69, Kylie. So well done. I'll keep With a hit. <laughs> So technically, it was 65. <laughs> and there was no vulgarity um, in in my poem. Excellent. Just sadness. Yeah, excellent sadness. But it was beautiful. Um, and Marzi, oh, Marzi baby, um, listeners, as everyone, regular listeners to the podcast will definitely know that Mars is, of course, a secret agent. So he's always jetting around the world. Um, as I believe as of now, Mars is just sliding into a taxi cab after arriving back in London and heading back to his family. So um, bear with us while we uh, see what our sound quality is like. Marzi, baby, give us your summary. Don't give me um, two minutes. I just get in the taxi. I'm in a lift with a lot of people, and I really don't want to do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> all, that, all around the VIPs, where once we watched Sanchez and couldn't smash the TC, we now rely on King Lunny to play, and could he play? We had dreams and songs to sing, all around the VIPs, and now we're just happy with a 58 in a week where people smash it. That's not bad, Mers. I think we'll have to award, though, our poem of the week to Kylie this week. I think she's on sh- Yeah, because mine was an original performance. Yeah. Well, to be honest, when I heard 69 and cry, I was like, oh my God, there's kids in this, this lift. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. And, and, and considering still- I did it on the plane... Or as I was walking through security, and you didn't, um, I'm yet again happy to come second. Yeah, no, you didn't do too bad. I'm definitely well, actually came third this week. Oh well, yeah, in, in terms of the performances, definitely because you forgot. I know my I... debut, and you forgot. 
<laughs> Sorry, Kay, but um, you did very well anyway. Uh, let's quickly give the summary for the Listeners League. And we have four risers to the top. So a CP Warriors, Rui de Oliveira's team is top. Ayaya Chan Ting's team is in second place. LA Riots, Evan Guest up to third on 686. And down from top spot is Gigetto's team, that's, or Gigetto, that's Georgie Buzanov's team. Um, and in, up to fifth place is James LG Bottle Q plus. Uh, Red Bull equals Ings, Killian Gibbons team drops out of the top five for the first time this season. Um, but uh, well done to all of those and keep it up. Uh, so, of course, the next part of our show is always Mars's rant. Now, I don't know whether I haven't actually spoken too much to Maris this week, so I'm not sure whether or not he's in good form or bad form. But um, as always, brace yourselves, listeners. Oh, good God! Where do I start? The beef all over Twitter, or the, the Liverpool ha- having to play two games in two days, or people complaining again about people getting lucky with Lundstrom, and just uh, let's just all get on and, and have fun. Yeah, maybe. No, I don't know. That's it. No rant. Take a chill pill. That's all I have to say. I've uh, I decided. Yeah, she shouldn't chill. I almost, I almost did when I saw that stuff today. I was gone. I almost went saying something, and I went, you know what? It's not, it's not worth it. It'll be more of the same next week. Um, and there's too much. I've too much real stuff going on in the world, really, to um, to be bothered with all that at this point. But uh, more to, more power to them all. Uh, the big topic of the week, so let's kick into the FBL chat, which is what we're here for, of course. Um, and in this section of the show, we put aside some time to discuss the topic featuring most prevalently in our Amigos inbox each week. This week, it is SAS, otherwise known as the Problem Children, Salah, Aguero and Sterling. A lot of our listener questions came in and were about those three players. There was a couple actually that threw KDB into the mix, but um, I know that a lot of people are looking at those three and kind of wondering what on earth they're doing with them and their team because they're not returning at the level expected of them. Um, but I'll come to you first, Kylie, on Salah. So um, I'm going to split them between Salah and then kick Mars to the two Man City players. Um, in the last four games, he's uh, he's played four of the last five game weeks and he's only come in with 14 points. Uh, so we've said many times that Mana and Mane and Salah will um, will each have their big game weeks, which may often coincide with their mate having a low scoring week. Unless Liverpool win every game 4-0, that's unlikely to be the case, of course. However, looking at the opening 11 fixtures, Salah is not getting the greater share of the spoils to justify his bigger price tag, and has scored 12 lower or fewer points than Sadio thus far. Uh, Kylie, you looked at the statistics for each player. Uh, do the numbers back up the FBL points view, and is the lateral Salah Mane move one that you would recommend yourself? Now, this isn't this is an interesting one. So, I guess I'd lead with the fact that I made that move myself on wildcard. Uh, I think I wildcarded coming into game week nine, um, and so it, you know, in that time. Mane has definitely outperformed Salah, so I'm very happy with the move that I had made. Um, but I think even though Salah's form at that point was sort of somewhat uninspired, there was still definitely cause to think that it was a sideways move rather than perhaps an upgrade, which is what I think many are looking at it as now. Um, that Mane is suddenly a substantially better option. Um, the numbers 
don't really necessarily support that. Um, they're, they're quite similar, actually, um, overall. So Mane over the last four – now, I guess the, the key difference really is, is the res- – is not so much the underlying statistics, but it's actually the returns. So Mane's got two goals, three assists, and five bonus in the last four games. Um, but his underlying numbers aren't as good as Salah's, which is kind of typically, in terms of the attempts that we'd see, unsurprising. Usually we tend to see a better shot accuracy from Mane, but less attempts whereas Salah does seem to uh, go for goal a lot more often, but, you know, his his accuracy doesn't tend to be quite as high. So Mane's got 2.8 uh, attempts per match on average, uh, 1.5 of those on target. So that's giving him a 54% shot accuracy. Um, in, the, in the last three games where seeing a big contrast in Salah's numbers. He's got 5.3 attempts and 2.7 on target. That's 50%, right? So he's got more numbers, but actually the accuracy isn't too different. It's just that he's not scoring them. Um, So is that a confidence thing? I don't know, because in that period, his only return was the penalty that he took last week. Um, so I had a quick look, and I guess the other point is Mane's creative numbers are definitely better than Salah's at the moment, um, and we're seeing that with him getting assists in the last couple of weeks. Um, Salah, I had a look at his numbers for the previous four weeks to compare, and actually his attempts are way up at the moment. His shot accuracy is up. So, uh, I mean, really the only thing that's down is his creativity. He's, he's not creating as many chances. So there's not really that much difference in, in how he's performing. And, and in that period, he got one goal and two assists. So I think the thing with Salah is I still believe that Salah will absolutely deliver a lot of returns over the course of the season. I would say that if you do not have Mane, though, he is the one that I would want, particularly given this somewhat injury cloud over Salah. He came off on, I think, the 65th minute in the last match. He's playing tonight. He started tonight. Um, I'd want Mane because I think his confidence is up at the moment, and I think I would be concerned just about where Salah's at right at this minute, particularly with all the fixtures they have coming up. So I think it's a slightly different question if you look game week 13 onwards and you own Mane and are you willing to punt on a double up? That could be interesting, but I would want Mane as my first choice right now. Excellent stuff. Thanks, Mia and Kate. Um, you didn't even get the countdown clock that I have ready for you, Kai. When, um, and, well, that's good. That's because yeah. it was valuable, right? No, no waffle. I trimmed no, no the No waffle. And um, speaking of waffles, we're over to Mars now with um, the, looking at the Man City <laughs> assets of Aguero and Sterling. Um, Aguero has 13 points in the last five game weeks, four games played, and Sterling on 26 points from the last five game weeks. Um, 
Aguero has only started seven of the opening 11 fixtures and he's only scored once in the last five game weeks and looks to have sung his final FBL swan song as the most reliable fantasy forward. Sterling has been more productive but has proven to be an unreliable captain choice on a weekly basis and faces a fixture list with a distinctly red tinge to it. Liverpool, Chelsea, United, Arsenal all beha- all appear in the next six game weeks. So is the time right to shed Raz's 12.1 price tag, especially for those on a wildcard option? Option in their pocket like yourself, Marcy, baby. Yeah, I mean, you say red tinge. You said United and Arsenal are out of those four. I'm not really sure. And then you have uh, Chelsea defence as well. Who Look, Chelsea have been playing well, but I wouldn't say their defence has been great. I think they've conceded. Well, I know they have conceded in every game because I, I had tomorrow and I think I had one clean sheet in four. Um, listen, I think the easy one we start with Aguero. Uh, for me, on a wild card, Aguero's gone as much as I love the guy. Um, I just think um, the uncertainty around him and the fact that he's not really been as explosive as we want him to be, it's, it's about what could have been with us for us Aguero owners. Uh, games where you expect him to score loads, he had loads of chances. Um, <clears throat> five big chances against Norwich, uh, not Norwich, uh, one game when they uh, hammered at Watford. They hammered Watford and he, didn't, he, he got an assist. Um, then being rotated and rested. He will play against Liverpool, that's for sure. Uh, but I think after that, just for me, there is so much value in uh, in the guys like Vardy, Abraham, uh, Jimenez, where you can save money and spread around your team. So that's the easy one. Uh, Sterling is an interesting one because, you know, for people who had, for example, uh, uh, let's say for me, I had Sterling, KDB and Aguero. <clears throat> Selling Aguero was not that difficult because I still have to attack in Man City assets. And I, where I agree with Kylie is... The Salah, Mane, Sterling, KDB, these guys will deliver. It's just how patient can you be? Uh, I think uh, Sterling's got two goals in the last four. He's played in all of the games. He's not, again, he's not hitting the double digits like we want him to. He's playing a bit more out on the wide, uh, wide on the left, more than, more, uh, more than we like to see him play. Um, but, you know, I still think that City and Liverpool will have the best attackers and I would like to have as many of them as possible. So for now, I think I'm leaning towards keeping Sterling. There's a caveat. He is on a yellow card. Uh, one, sorry, one yellow card away from suspension. So do you risk it? Take him out. Hope that he gets booked against Liverpool. And then you basically have three games where you don't uh, need Sterling. So you take him out against Liverpool and then, sorry, two games um, where, where you can play somewhere else. The issue I have is if you have a KDB, you have a Mane, where, where, uh, where do you go? So you could go Salah double up, but we just talked about Salah's form, injuries, having fluid drained off his ankle after every game, etc. The problem is if you go down, so I looked at it and I can spread money around my team and upgrade my both, even fifth midfielder and even my fourth. And then if I want to go back to Sterling, I need to do at least two moves, if not three. So it's not easy. So once you take him out and you have this money in the bank, it's pointless holding it in the bank because there's so many points out there. So you, you, you could take the choice to spread the team, to spread it around the team and upgrade it and just realize, especially if you don't have a wild card, that it's going to take at least three more, two moves to get him in, if not three. So a mini wild card. Or you just think, right, quality, you know, quality rise the, Quality will rise to the top, or the cream will, cream will rise to the top, and he will deliver at some stage, and you just keep holding. In those tight games, in the big games, the big players step up. And like I said, I don't think... Um, I can see him scoring uh, in all those games. OK, Liverpool will be a tough game, but 
you have Chelsea, Arsenal and United defence. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'd just like to quickly jump in there and say I completely agree with your, your point there, Mars, about where you spend that money. I think that's a real challenge that we're facing, which is unusual because there's no obvious if you sell him if with the fixtures, if Salah was in typical Salah form, um, even if he was slightly off form, but there was there was no kind of injury cloud or any of that, then you could you would probably just go, oh, do you know what? I've got KDB. Um, I will get rid of Sterling for this short spell, and I'll bring Salah in. You know, it's an obvious move, but there's no obvious move there that doesn't involve you getting rid of him, and then spreading the money around or leaving it somewhere it's it's tricky it is tricky and i know we got a bunch of different listener questions in on it um fbl wolf was wondering about people with Mane and kdb who to replace sterling with um and fbl pharaoh actually suggests it one this is one kind of possibility for people who are downgrading sterling it gives you an idea of what you can do but as mars and kylie said is you have to be aware that you're at least going to be two moves away from getting them back in again. But um, like downgrading Mad- Sterling to Madison, which then allows to upgrade your third forward position to someone like, say, Firmino um, in your forward line that, you know, from a dud 4.5 mil forward. And if that was your plan for like four or five weeks, but just be aware that you will probably have to try to get back in. The danger is if you try to spread it within among three different players, and then you have a massive job in your hands to try to get back to having him again and having that amount of money available. It's like the similar situation to when you're trying to get up to or having a premium striker. Um, similar kind of situation there. But who else was asking? Katan Chopra was asking about, again, which one between Salah and Sterling is most expendable for the next two game weeks. I probably would say Salah. Um, and FBL Robert Ducky was also asking about Salah, Sterling and KDB. FBL Teacher was mentioning the fact that because they have been difficulty finding a better alternative to move from, um, it's not like we have the likes of Hazard still in the league that you could actually move quickly to a player like him on a good fixture run that you might want to move. So um, anyway, I think we covered off them, um, them, them assets quite well. Um, it's not easy, of course, making them decisions because it's never easy to move away from top quality assets. Maybe in the case of Aguero, it is just a very simple, simple decision at this point. Um, but, but for Sterling and Salah, it certainly isn't. Um, we move on, folks, to the listener question section of the show. We got a ton in this week, so we have to dedicate a bit of time to get into them. Um, Hindu Monkey, first of all, our guest last week, um, was asking, do myself and Mars feel responsible for his sacking following his appearance on last week's podcast? Uh, Marzi, do you feel responsible? No, we tried to advise him, but he didn't listen. Yeah, I told him about, I called him Alonso's, it's like, I think he's, he's the um, equivalent of Mourinho. He just thinks he knows it all and he doesn't want to listen to any advice from anyone else. Do you remember him rubbishing Tammy? Yeah, rubbish well, Tammy. How much Tammy? How many, how many did Tammy get? Twelve points. Yeah, I think that's combined of his strikers. Yeah, total I think he, strikers. Don't remind me, I don't own him. I think he's just a bit of a managerial dinosaur, and he just needs to kind of just modernize his um, and do more hopes. You should like listen Klopp to his does. cat. His cat, I think, is doing a lot better than him this mm. season. Yeah, but his I would cat say he's the right person. He's the wrong right person <laughs> of, uh, of FBL. He needs, needs to update his game. Yeah. Uh, Claret FBL asks if you don't currently own a Liverpool attacker would you wait until after the Man City game to bring in Mane or is the time now what do you think Mars 
Don't wait. What are you waiting for? Man City Liverpool could be one of the best games you see. The big players will always rise for the big games. Man is on form, so if you want to get him in, what are you waiting for? Unless you have other fires to fight. It's also must. It's kind of must win for both. Like both really want to win that match because you know it's effectively a six pointer. So um, I I wouldn't be shying away from it at all. Especially if I didn't, I'd be terrified to watch that match without having attack from both teams. Yeah, and by the way, one thing, I don't think we actually got any listener questions in it, but um, I would always be very wary of people talking about resting the likes of Trent or Robertson um, in these games because there is likely to be involved in assists. I don't think there'd be any clean sheets in it, but I think that um, I personally would never bench a premium defender, but these questions often do come up around these kind of fixtures. Um, well, in but, the last game, last time we played them, it was Robert who assisted Trent, I believe, after two cross-field balls yeah. or something like that. It yeah, was, and look at this game, we've just gone. Yeah, you know, exactly. No, I completely agree with you. Um, Sankul Mandavia, Kylie, come to you on this, uh, was asking, is Tammy a trap at this stage? So uh, echoing thoughts of Hindu monkey last week, um, but Kylie, you were away. What were you doing again last week that you weren't on the podcast, Kylie? I was traveling for work and um, losing my mind. Um, it was very stressful week, <laughs> very stressful week and not a minute to myself. So that is why. So unlike Mars, I, I did not have the luxury of, of being able to um, pod while I was traveling. Yeah, um, no, I heard some rumor about anyway, it was something to do with red wine. I can't remember exactly what it was. But <laughs> oh, we'll that's let, because you start all those rumors. Oh, no, you no, no, just no, no, can't no. remember because you've got so many of them on the go at the yeah, moment. And, and, and I'm on the red wine. wine myself, probably, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, tell us about Tammy. What do you think on that one, Kylie? Yeah, this is an interesting uh, one because I am not a Tammy owner. Um, I would not call him a trap. What I would say is that I think the ownership is really quite bloated for what he has delivered. Now, in saying that, I think he's excellent value. Don't get me wrong. That's a really fun to watch attacking Chelsea team, and he gets loads of chances. The thing is that he hasn't been converting a lot of those chances, and interestingly, seems to do all of his uh, you know delivering of points away. He's not really a home bird at all. Um, so I don't think he's a trap. I, I definitely think that given the lack of really awesome premium options, he is a good one to have. But I would say that the ownership doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I don't think that he has necessarily justified that ownership because I think he might now be the most highly owned player in, in the league. Um, and I'm I'm quite uncertain as to as to why that is. Like Mount, for example, has been, you know, while he's kind of cooled off a little bit, but if you watched that match, right, Mount got me one point and that was annoying, but actually he could have returned so many points and he's been really consistent, Tammy less so, but maybe there's a, a sort of fear factor thing associated with Tammy, I'm not sure. So I would say not a trap, but I wouldn't feel forced into the move um, simply because of his ownership. Excellent. That was perfect. Uh, FBL Puck Andy Marzi uh, was asking for the best Otamendi replacement. 
and our thoughts on United. Um, also asked if we don't own Lunny, get him now, and that's a real question. But um, I'll answer that one, Mersey. Yes, get Lunny if you don't have him now. Absolutely. What are you still waiting for? If you don't have Otamendi, if you don't have Lunny, there's your answer. Replace Otamendi with Lunny and have the money over. Um, <clears throat> other options, if you don't have Leicester defenders, you need you, you get one of them. They have a good. They have a good run. It really depends on, on your team and how many defenders you have, uh, premium defenders you have, you know. So if you have the one or or, and, or you want you want two, you look you look for the the more expensive defenders. United actually have been not bad defensively. I know this them last time. I, I still think they're not that good, uh, but defensively they're not too bad. And you can have a Maguire or a Biscuit. If you really want to go that that way, um, I just sold uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow on uh, wildcard, I don't think Chelsea will keep that many clean sheets personally. Uh, so you have two choices: you either stay with around the the 5.5 uh, mark of Otamendi, so go Stones or someone like that, or uh, come down, go to Rico, Lundstrom, uh, so so Yunchu, and the world is or even Chilwell, and the world is yours. So with the rest of the money, go upgrade somewhere else. Good stuff. Thanks for me and Mersey. Uh, Morpheus Fire asks Kylie, who would we recommend? Would we recommend taking a hit to get Vardy in for Pookie this game week? Oh, look, okay. If it was me, yeah, I would do it, right? It's not like it's a one-week move and you've got to return those four points in this one game week. Vardy has a good run. He's in great form. And despite all of the nonsense about how it's completely unsustainable, I know his conversion rate is very, very high. It's like 40% or something at the moment. But the reality is this is someone who performs with a high conversion rate and doesn't need a lot of chances to deliver. So the confidence is up there. They have good fixtures and they're just a really good team at the moment. And Puki is just, you know, that that's just pukey is pukey exactly that's die to death and I um, I would very much want him out of my team and I would be very happy personally to take a hit to do it good stuff uh, Jamie Dodd gave us a bit of a complex question Marzi but basically is looking to replace Mares and Wilson could go Aubameyang and McGinn and delay getting Mane for a week for Sterling that move would be or alternatively he could go straight for Mane and buy a dud such as Greenwood to stick onto his bench uh, so which which option do you think he should go for? I wouldn't buy Greenwood. So out of those options, I'd go Bamiyang and McGinn and then get Mane the week after, after the international break, see what happens. Mm. And if you are looking at a 4.5, then I'm sure they have got Connolly already. Um, to I, I, you know, I would go Connolly definitely if you have that money rather than going Greenwood because Greenwood ain't playing, buddy. Uh, yeah. Adam P. So Adam P. was asking a two-parter. Is Cantwell a problem? And who in that 4.5 to 5 mil bracket is a good replacement? And who should we can or should we consider double Sheffield United defence? Um, I'll cover this one off. Cantwell has been in my team. We did mention him last week. He was in my team before, and I decided to leave him for another week um, and just stick him on my bench. But the red car for Son and me just being kind of irritated with owning a Spurs asset because I don't think they're really worthwhile, worth their price tag at all at the moment. Um, i getting rid of him this week um, and I'm probably going to like look at the likes of Marshall. Um, but Cantwell, that'll free up a little bit of money for Cantwell probably to move out myself. So I personally am going to move away from him. But the problem is, if you're looking at that price tag, 
what I decided last week and I still think now is there's not any really better options in that price bracket for Cantwell and if you're going to just have him on your bench I think he's a perfectly serviceable bench player to have um, in that price range um, so personally I wouldn't move him unless I'm actually doing a bit of a change around and I'm going you know increasing that up by two mil to get um, to get a better midfielder in his place uh, Sheffield United defense double up I would I would go for that because I'm actually debating that too. I have currently Pope and a Burnley defender, um, and I have obviously Lundstrom, but I per- would probably prefer to have Henderson and um, Henderson and Lundstrom in my team, so double Sheffield defence rather than the Burnley defence at the moment, if that counts as a double up. I personally don't like having two defenders for the one team, um, but a goalkeeper and defender is perfectly acceptable double up for me. Uh, for Monzi, uh, Gigo asked what to Don, do. Don, before you move on, before yep. you move on, you do realise that Son's red card is being rescinded, right? It's I been do. overturned, okay. yeah. I do, but I, I pers- I'd kind of, as I mentioned to you before, Marzi, I had planned on getting rid of him anyway. He was kind of my, the outlier, the one that I was trying to debate who to move to. And um, and I just I just don't rate Spurs at the moment. I don't think they're um, they're worth the price tag. Even though San is a brilliant player, I don't rate. Um, honestly, I don't even know where his mind will be. Yeah, I, I feel so. Oh sorry yeah, because it's just it was shocking. You could see mm. the impact it had on him. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, defo. Uh, let's so move. play Lundstrom this week because Spurs are a bit toothless. So that's the gist, right? Oh, play Lunny every week. Yeah. Uh, always, always start learning. Always start learning. Uh, was asking what to do with Sterling Salah. We covered that off earlier. But what about KDB, Kylie? Um, does KDB kind of come into those city assets, which you might be kind of scared off, or is the lower price tag meaning that you would be a lot more patient with him? Not at all. I would have no intention of moving him on. Um, sure, he blanked this week, but I believe he was only a couple of inches off potentially scoring. Um, his price is, is, is great. He's good value. I will want to have at least one Liverpool attacker and at least one City attacker throughout the entire season. And given that Sterling isn't at the moment outperforming KDB, and KDB is at that kind of price where I can just leave him in my team. It doesn't make sense to me to to get rid of him. I will be leaving him in there and then probably doing a switcheroo around some of the other uh, premiums, you know, given the challenges we've discussed. KDB stays, though, for me. Great stuff, Kylie. And... FBL Pharaoh was asking Marzi um, about perhaps overthinking our player selections. He's only watched highlights so far this year due, due to time difference from where he is in the world, and he's let his gut lead him most of the time. Marzi, I know you like to talk about the eye test, and um, but what do you think on gut decisions? Um, they're they're probably related, similar similar decisions probably. Absolutely, uh, got decisions. Um, uh, he's absolutely right. We, we a lot of the times we overthink. We try, you know. Look, listen. I know I'm, uh, I come across anti-stats. So there's nothing wrong with stats, but it's only if you use it in context. You need to use stats, gut plus eye, or read whatever. It doesn't. You know, you can read match reports. You don't have to watch the match or read what happened. See who's involved, uh, etc. Uh, because sometimes, you know, for example, um, overthinking about uh, Lundstrom. Why are you benching a player that is out of position and in, in a team that's playing well and actually he 
if you watch the game or read anything, he's probably one of the high forwards midfielders in that team. I mean, he, he covers everywhere. So overthinking it by benching him, for example, uh, just play him. And if you, if you think you have better defenders, well, sell them because you're, you've, you can upgrade somewhere else because then you, have, you can start longs from every week. So that's an example for overthinking, in my opinion. Yeah, and actually, I just support that because as someone who's had God knows how many points on her bench for the last couple of weeks with so-called cheap defenders, um, it's just too much of a headache. So I'd probably advise sell off. Yep. Kindy, if you remember, we laughed at my defense because I had oh, yeah. Monstrum and someone. And yet, I've had massive had... envy. <laughs> yeah. And Rico's been on my bench for the last two weeks with more points than my so-called better defenders. So, yeah, yeah. I'm selling all those good ones. Keeping one. <laughs> yeah. And let me see. FPL Hitman, Kylie, give this one to you. Ask for a Pope replacement and also a midfielder to bring in for Traore. He is 5.6 mil in the bank. And also has Mane, KDB, McGinn, and Mount. So, um, I guess the Pope placement first, and then like you pretty much have an amount, limitless amount of money really to bring in anyone other than um, Sterling into that mix in midfield. Mm. Um, okay. Well, firstly, quickly on Pope, I would just back up what you said earlier. I think Henderson would be the pick for me at this stage. The next two are seemingly tough on paper, but Mars kind of alluded to this uh, lie that is the the red colour on FDR because it's Tottenham and United and it, I don't think that's nearly as intimidating as one might think um, but then they have a really one, nice Sorry Carly, just one, 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 uh, one point, Henderson is at loan from United so he can't play against United No, he can't play against them, okay yeah. right. if you, Obviously then if you, if you have a rotation player, great if not you need to be careful and wait Just uh... Yeah, well in any case so you could hold probably then just hold Pope for, for those two and then move on. And if you did that anyway, um, because it's, it, Pope is playing, disappointing, but, you know, it's, it's not like a critical issue. But um, they have a really nice run after that for a while. Um, and I also wouldn't be phased by a double up on Sheffield United, given that most of us have Lundstrom now. Um, they've got five clean sheets. Um, He's got 30 saves. They've only conceded eight goals, you know, in 11 matches. That's really impressive. So uh, I think he's the pick at the moment, given that Ryan is going into some tricky fixtures. Oh, yeah, and the second part, sorry, Traore. Oh, yeah, so you've got Mane, who you couldn't afford anyway. You've got KDB. Um, that is really tricky because you're priced out of the kind of upper – echelon I guess not that you'd necessarily want them and it's hard to find where to spend that money I'd probably be I don't really love Madison personally I don't know why but I have a whole bias thing against him but I do love Tillemans um and look statistically speaking he's not setting the world on fire but then Leicester you know like we know what they can do and if you watch him he's just such a great player I I would be interested in him um if you're a if you're thinking that maybe, you know, uh, Bournemouth are just an absolute defensive machine and then that's why Martial and Rashford didn't perform very well on the weekend, um, but you bank them back, um, you kind of would back them to do better, then maybe you might go Martial for a little bit more. But it, it, there's not a huge amount of options. I, I think you've got money in the bank happening there. Yeah, no harm keeping some of that money back. Uh, you don't need to spend it for, um, you know, you might need it for a rainy day down the line. 
Uh, let me see here. What's the next question we have? Um, all right. Sankul Mandavia was asking, is it time to drop the LFC defence, um, replace them with those from Sheffield United and Bournemouth? Yes, we're mentioning Bournemouth to do with defensive statistics here. Uh, Marzi, also, are Leicester attackers the new city, i.e. must have? Uh, I don't know about must have. I think Vardy is, an imp- is, is a really good player and one that would give you uh, good uh, options somewhere else if you're downgrading from a premium. Um, I don't know what it is, but I agree with Kylie about, Ma- about Madison. I'm not mad on him. And I just think the list of midfield is so congested with options that the points are so filtered between them. So for me, no, I think uh, if you're talking about an attacker, one... Yeah, but not like triple up like we would on City, for example, before. Hope that helps. <laughs> yeah, good stuff, Mars. Uh, let me see. Morpheus Tyre asks, which Palace players are the ones to bring in for their great run post-game week 14? What do you think, Kylie? Mm. Um... Uh, well, I, yeah. I, I'd <laughs> say their defence. <laughs> I know that sounded somewhat inspired. Look, I, I, they have defensively... Uh, for the most part this season, been very good, particularly at home. So for me, I think if I was looking in that direction um, in terms of Palace, I'd, I'd be looking exclusively at their defence, uh, maybe because you have money floating around, as, as many do, um, and there's a lack of premium defenders, you might be open to PVA um, as, a, as an interesting differential. Uh, it's hard for me to look at Palace at the moment and kind of get anyway enthused, as was probably clear from my immediate reaction. Um, Zaha, Milovievich, none of them are really appealing to me, to be honest. Are you the only one I would consider as well, if you want a third forward, that yeah. is Connolly, because at least he's he's playing and returning sometimes, but yeah, I wouldn't but there's at least uh, there's Musset and you know yeah yeah it's just want to consider if you want Palace players but I if, wouldn't say if, he's, uh, but if why we were would determined you to. look maybe, for reasons unknown yeah yeah maybe maybe they're Morpheus the second team um but uh <laughs> Murphy's <laughs> Law asks Marzi if big at the back is broken forever with the budget defenders led by Lord Lunny all at the top of the points per cost chart. Uh, one Liverpool player definitely enough of an investment. Now I know we've covered off like the the big at the back um, idea earlier in the season, and we've also talked about his demise. But um, is there anything new to shed on this, Mersey? No, I think there's so many options to spread the money and um, cheap options delivering that. Yeah, Def- I, I you know I still think uh, one Liverpool player now with the with the run of fixtures coming as well and just Trent. Trent being Trent and also Robos doing the same you know he scored so I think one is important um, and then yeah look at your options and see where you want for the money you have the opportunity to spread so much money in midfield and forwards because we can we have so many cheap defenders delivering playing and scoring yeah and, well maybe uh, you could go five at the back sorry but with budget because uh, Paul this week or last week played five at the back um, but it was Trent Lundstrom, Sionshu, Rico and Tamori, obviously Tamori did nothing but the rest of them, that's ridiculous like, and how cheap that defence is so, 
Yeah. Depends how you view uh, Big at the Back. Big at the Back, you're viewing it, yep. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Adrian asked, is Salah to Mane this week too sideways of a move? Um, I'll cover that one. We've talked, of course, about Mane a good bit up top and Salah. Um, I don't think it's actually too much of a sideways move. If you have a free transfer this week and you want long-term to have Mane over Salah, um, with Salah playing this Champions League game and he's still on as far as I can see, um, having assisted the um, the Oxes um, goal to put Liverpool 2-1 up, um, I don't think it's too much of a sideways move. Generally, we don't really like them lateral moves, but um, I think that one would be probably one I'd recommend long-term anyway. Um, and so it would be worthwhile. Uh, Katan Chopra was asking, is there any correlation between good listen numbers and a good or bad game week? Um, and I'll answer that one as well. There, there isn't a major correlation in it. I do think it myself as a listener that I would probably, um, if I've had a really bad game week, I probably will just not bother listening to too much that week because I, it'll only put me in bad humor. So, um, but, but generally, no, our listener numbers pretty much stay solid all the time. So as we have the most dedicated, nicest fans in the world. Isn't that right, folks? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Uh, let's Absolutely. see. Absolutely. Uh, Jamie Dodd asks, what voodoo am I using predicting the Alonso benching? Um, I did that last week. Of course, I was talking about, um, I sold, um, Alonso for Sionsu and I brought in, uh, Jimenez for Wickham then because I had a, a million or so in the bank, um, which worked out very nicely this week. And yes, it did feel a little bit like black magic, but no, um, like tonight, uh, Alonso's come off after 46 minutes. Don't know, was that injury or tactical, but I think that is the way we'll be seeing Alonso for the next while. I think he definitely prefers Emerson. He thinks he's more solid defensively. Um, and let's face it, he's probably right in that one. Um, folks, that's all we've got time for on our listener questions, except for, of course, our random question from Jeff at FBL Thunder. Um, Kylie, the only thing I'm going to give you on this, because myself and Marzi just haven't done the research on the top five um, Australians of all time. But um, first of all, I'll give you like a one minute response um, to last week's random question, which myself and Mars let ourselves de- badly down where we had to name the best and worst Aussies in history. Mm. I don't think I need a full minute. I felt like Mars could actually feel through like the universe how I was feeling um, when I finally listened to the pod. Seriously, guys, aside from the complete lack of knowledge of awesome Australians um, and the confusion over who's a bad Australian as well, um, there was an obvious answer in front of you. Uh, Don, you tried a little better. Uh, Mars really lets the side down there. Um, I, I gave them a choice between two Kylies. And by the way, we didn't even know if they were Aussies to make them bad or good. <laughs> <laughs> You knew what you were implying. Anyway. No, hey, 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 hey. Come on. There's only one good Kylie. Let's be honest. And it's not Minogue. Well, obviously, I know that. But I just wanted to make sure you did. I'm feeling somewhat appeased now. Maybe. Good stuff. Yeah, this um, is what happens there, when there's you... Loads, when no, you... There's, there's, there's loads of good Australians. As, as we did mention, like... Uh, 
what's the name? Steve Irwin is. He doesn't know. No, 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 no. He's, no. He's, he, he doesn't even know who Steve Irwin is. I know, but I do. No, no. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. I know who he is. ACDC Australian. I didn't know he was Australian. To be honest, I'm just being honest. How could you? That's his whole shtick was being Australian. Uh, look, I never watched him. Mate. I know who he is. I, that's why, to be honest. This and I know is how worse. he died this and is, Oh my God, this is worse than Colgate, that you literally are claiming you know who Steve Irwin is, but you didn't know he was Australian. I at least admitted I knew who Cole was. I, I completely I didn't forgot know who he Cole was Australian. That's what I'm saying. I know but who he is. You... I know how he died. Um, uh, and I know his daughter's carrying on his legacy, etc., etc. So I read all about, a lot about him ages ago. I just forgot that he was Australian. Hey, at least I'm honest, Don. See, I'm not they're not actually that popular and in missing, Australia. Missing Kiwis when we had a Kiwi on the on the show. <laughs> no, there was no yeah. dis. Uh, to be fair, I'll interject there. I don't think you were dissing Kiwis. What the thing is, though, it's an inherently Australian thing. I think you guys do it as well with the Irish, FYI. But um, we basically claim someone as Australian until they do something that's really unlikable. So Russell Crowe was actually born in New Zealand but lived a long time in Australia. And then when he started throwing phones at people, um, we basically revoked his. He became Kiwi again. Yeah, Yeah. he did. And that happened with someone else as well, but I've just forgotten who it was. Anyway, there was definitely another... um, I, I just, I just realised from my my Google search as I mentioned earlier on, they're ACDC are Australian. I had no of idea. Of course they are. Akadaka. No, yeah, no, I had no idea, no idea. Um, and Michael Hutchins, of course, from NXS, another quality yeah. Aussie. And then the Minogue sisters. I mean, as much as you might want to dish them, I'm so, not dishing them. Yeah, so much talent there. Um, so and one talent. of them wears gold hot pants. And to be fair, she still looks pretty good for her age. No, listen. She do, she doesn't wear them. She fucking enhances them. <laughs> she embodies gold hot pants. Does Kylie? But uh, let's let's Guys, move as well on. Also, I love this actually, let's let's as move as on to. Girls, didn't she outside she my say? house. Yeah, I'm let's. Outside my house. It's my anniversary. Uh, um, can we can we move on? <laughs> and, uh, and if you just answered the Australian question better, Mars, we wouldn't have been doing it. But anyway, there we go. Uh, game week plans and captain captain pick for game week 12. So I'll come to you first, Mars, on it, since you're in such a rush to go in and throw your rose petals all over the floor. Um, <laughs> tell us what's going I can gonna... see him doing that, actually. <laughs> He's got a big bucket in there. He's standing outside the door with a bucket. Trying Freezing to his ass off, looking like an absolute creep with a bucket of rose petals. <laughs> loitering outside yeah um go on mercy give us your game week plans and your captain pick well i'm on a wild card so that's pretty simple a lot of um, plans so yeah yeah and uh my captain my my the captain armband is a moment on vardy i'm not gonna overthink it i think vardy at home is a good option arsenal are really bad at defending they in, i feel they're in tor- turmoil at the moment there's a lot of issues at the club so i'm going with Vardy. that's that's going to be my captain i don't think i'm going to overthink it it's not an obvious captain choice this week there's a lot of good options but for me Vardy is the one that's going to take it i'm not going to discuss my wild card because uh, i don't have time it's going to be a lot of uh, standard players like Mane. i'm back on trent cheap on defense um, at the moment, I've got Vardy and Abraham on front. I'm taking a punt on Martial, but at one stage, I'll probably end up with Abraham, Vardy, 
and Jimenez. Mars, it sounds like you're literally going through a hurricane there. So it's very um, windy. Mar- it's very you just, windy. <laughs> you you just go and enjoy the rest of your night, okay? I'm in the mood for loving. Oh my God! I hope you don't do that at home. <laughs> Goodbye, so Mars. Goodbye, Mars. So You've right, uh, got a so wonderful I, personality, Don, thankfully. Good, good, good night, Mercy. See you, Mars. Uh, so, okay, you, you, uh, I, I, I'm not going to sing to you anymore, okay, tonight. I don't, I don't uh, care. I, 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 I know how good a singer I am, so I'm not yeah. going to take offense from it. But, it's uh, like those episodes of, um, you know, like American Idol and everything where they used to show that one guy that would clueless. go in and his mum told Completely him yeah, yeah. since he was young that he was talented. Yeah, it's like that. Mm, but you are yeah. obviously. Yeah. Anyway, are you going to tell us what um, game week plans you're going to lie about today, and uh, <laughs> and who your captain pick won't be? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, I'm I'm thinking very much the same as uh, Mars. Um, but it was one of the very good things that happened on my wildcard uh, because I I wasn't there last week for the pod, obviously, but I did benefit from his 20-point monster haul on that Friday. Um, and he I, – I agree. I, I think that uh, he could do very well against Arsenal's defence. So I think given the City-Liverpool um, matches – Somewhat, high, I think it could be very high scoring, but I kind of don't really want to captain in, in that fixture. Um, so it's probably Vardy. I am looking at, uh, well, I'm definitely removing Aguero. And at the moment, I'm not entirely sure who I'm bringing in. My options really are, do I, because I have Vardy. So I would go to him if I didn't have him. But I, I think Jimenez is the one that's quite interesting to me at the moment. Um that would leave like five million in my bank for a rainy day, which feels a bit wrong. But um, I might just keep it simple this week and then decide what I want to do going into game week thirteen. Mm. Um, I, as I mentioned earlier on, I'd moved out Cantwell, so uh, I've already I'm taking a minus four. Um, I've already done one of the moves, and I'll be doing another one. But um, yeah, Son out with uh, Tillemans and Marshall coming in. With Cantwell also making way, so uh, a bit of a punt kind of captain pick potentially this week because I think that it could be a good opportunity to do one with Liverpool versus City. Um, that Marshall against Brighton, yeah, um, at home to Brighton is is he might come straight in and go in as a captain. Um, Jimenez against Arsenal, I'm or not Arsenal but Villa, but um, Aston Villa. It looked like good on paper, but that. Villa, yeah, but Villa looked like a good defensive team. So, um, you know, I'm not really, I'm not 100% sure on that one. And Wolves have kind of been a little bit hot and cold. So, uh, um, it, it'll be a hard decision this week. Normally, I'm nailed on Sterling, but um, I'm not captain of Sterling against Liverpool. Um, heart overhead probably in that possibly, but um, the Liverpool defense I think is um, at home will will be will be hard for um, for Man City to break down. So it's a tough decision this week, but um, at the moment it's on Marshall, and unless I bottle it, that is who I will be going for. Um, so that's all we got time for in tonight's show, folks. Um, we have been Mars, who you can find at Mars05. Kylie, who you can find at Kylie FPL. Myself, you can find at The Marple Curse. And, of course, follow our group account at 3amigos FPL. Thanks, as always, for listening and your continued support. Good luck in Game Week 12. Adios, amigos. One for each other and all for one. Sabemos que nos queremos.
brave amigos are we, brother to brother and everyone, a brave amigo.